0: Welcome back guys to another episode of Hustle Talks. Today we have a great, great individual onto the show. He goes by the name of Jay Richards. Um, Recently, he's been involved in a lot of projects involving Gen Z and he's also been featured in Forbes Magazine as Forbes 30 under 30. A great individual who's actually been part of the UK community and is really, really, you know, growing in popularity amongst the Generation Z. So without further ado, we're going to let him introduce himself and talk more about what, what he's been up to. So guys, <laughs> um, obviously we have Asim on the show again for season two. he feels so renewed <laughs> and everything. Um, so talk to us because we've we've been having a lot of conversations, mm. and you've been working with all these big companies. Mm. Uh, well, the NFL is on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's that's pretty big. Yeah, that's cool. Right. Um, tell us where you started and how. Where are you right now and what's going on?
1: So where I started, um I am son of immigrant parents, so mum's Jamaican, dad's Australian and German. I'm also number five out like of six kids, so big family. Mm, okay. Um grew up all across the UK, my parents used to move around a lot. So, um London, Milton Keynes, Birmingham, Stoke on Trent, even mm. where's Stoke on Trent? Nobody knows. Um <laughs> yes, so But yeah, now, now living in London, um back in London, sorry. Um been here six years. Um Journey's like as as many people it's kinda messed up, but um, Got involved with a lot of crime when I was at school. Had a business studies teacher that kind of saw I had some kind of um, potential. Helped me to start my first business, and uh, yeah, that was pretty much.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not sure about you, Asim, but a teacher really saw the
1: light in you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, so I was in secondary school and I had, um, so I was in year nine or year 10 and mm-hmm. I'd get the younger kids in my class or the years below to start stealing computer parts from me. So they'd steal like uh-huh. a, a mouse, a keyboard or a screen. They'd bring it to me and I'd sell it to Mr Patel at the local market. Wow. Um, so it was good business. I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> obviously it's not legal. Yeah. So the kids started getting caught. And they started snitching um, and I turned up to school one day uh, PC Skinner, who's a local PC, and Miss Curry, who was my head teacher, went outside of school for me. And they basically just gave me a grilling in suspend suspended me from school. Um no But yeah, came back after my suspension. And my business study teacher basically was just like, it was just like, you know that scary teacher you have? Mm. And it's just like, you just scared the shit out of me. But he yeah. was just a genius. And he basically just sat me down and said, hey, you know what? Um, I feel like you've got some skills and abilities. Let's just try and do something with those. So I s- just simply started the t-shirt business and that
0: was that so how do you transition from something like that to where you are right now because obviously you've said that you know you've had a rough you know time when you were younger yeah yeah. how does that then convert into you now helping the youth yeah i mean do do you see yourself in in kids or how did that transition even happen yeah it's a good question um
1: i think um so i think a lot of the time the way I, I wouldn't say I, I see myself in the young people, but I just see, for me, I'm a big believer in opportunity. First, I just love humanity. I just love human beings. Do you mm. know what I, mean? I think we're all extremely interesting um, in our own ways. And I just think that um, a lot of people from, uh, and I use a term called underestimated. Mm. So that's either women or people from a low income, I think minority background. A lot of people from underestimated backgrounds. Are um, less likely to do as well in life. That's mm-hmm. just, it's just yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is what it is. Um, so for me, uh, my whole thing is just providing opportunity. So whether that's helping us helping a brand find the young people that they need to work with to does, to create their products, their branding, or their marketing, or whether it's through our startup incubator where we help young people to launch their own startups, um, both of those are just providing opportunity. That's pretty much.
0: That's, pretty yeah. Cool. that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Asim was very much uh, actually interested in your work. Yeah. Uh, Coming a, a feature in in as part of Forbes sort of featuring of yeah, thirty yeah. under thirty. So. How did you manage to get on Forbes Thirty Under Thirty? Bro, I don't even
1: know how that shit happens, man. <laughs> I mean, so. it,
0: it, I mean, for a lot of people in society, that's a big thing. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's it's cool, man, and that's I think, um, yeah, it, it is cool. Like, not not trying to play it down or whatever. Um, but it, yeah, I think the way it works is someone nominates you, mm. they send in a nomination and then Forbes basically just do a whole shit ton of background checks and then they go, okay, yeah, this person is legit. Let's put them on, on the yeah. list kind of thing.
0: Does does it or has it, you reckon, changed anything for you or is it just another accolade? That's a good question. Has it changed anything for me?
1: I think... Um, it's been helpful from, like, a branding perspective. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, so forth, blah, blah, So that's why I got it on my email signature and stuff like that. But I wouldn't, I don't know if it's had any monetary, like, like mm-hmm. value yet. Um, I think some people do. So we do get some brands reaching out, like, oh, hey, we saw you here. I actually probably get more interviews, Mm, from it so I get like a lot more people like hey I saw you on the list Mm. could we do a podcast could we do whatever Yeah, but then obviously I don't know what percentage of that would then lead to a lead to a a client Mm. so it's kind of it's very vague but with all that being said it is really really nice my mum loved it um, which is good, and pretty much any time I see any family member, they're like, "Wait, <laughs> which is cool." So that's nice. Um, but no, be it, no. In all honesty, I thank God for it because it was a it, w- it was a proper surprise. Mm. So I woke up in the morning and I was just like, "What the flip, like, this is <laughs> And it was crazy. But then I literally woke up that morning, did that, and then I went straight to a client meeting. So it wasn't like nothing yeah, stopped. You know what I mean, yeah. it was yeah, like yeah, super yeah. exciting, but it was still like okay, cool. Still gotta go out there and hunt and win brands. So mm.
0: yeah, it's good. And and that's I that's just sort of would you say an everyday battle, sort of like to go out there, when brands over, when clients over. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. One hundred
1: fucking percent. Um. I think. Um. Yeah, it's tough, man. Because you've got to go out. Because the, the bottom line is, there's, there's, loads of brands, but then there's also loads of people competing for their attention. Mm. So. Um, differentiating yourself because something that we offer is very niche which is cool so we do get we get to work with some really big marketing agencies and um, which is really sick but um it's still a hustle man like you still you yeah. still need introductions you still like it's just I was looking through our data the other day to see how we landed our our, um, our clients and it's like 30% of them came through referrals 30% of them came through cold emails um, and then the other ones are literally just like random like I was speaking at an event and someone was like "Oh, okay. Like it's like it's very hard to be like this is the one way where it all works, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is, you wake up every day and you're kind of like okay cool I need to go at it again and do all these things on my, that's why I have my to-do list of stuff that I do every day and just go through it which is cool.
0: Where would you say that you are right now in, in your life in terms of the stage you're at because obviously explored your journey. You you know you've come from the student life. You've grown up in multiple areas. Mm. You're now sat here today, mm. and obviously, you've, you you have bigger interviews. But obviously, nothing. It's, Mate, this is nothing. The interview we've <laughs> yeah, let's like that. not just so, shit. This is my favourite interview. <laughs> so, what's what's the plan going forward?
1: Just grafting, man. Like at the end of the day, like as much this is fun, mm. but like that interviews and that kind of stuff. Like mm. you literally can't like. You just head down, and do what you gotta do. Like, a literally, like. So the other day it was funny. I was going through. A, um, so a lot of so m- one of my friends, William Malawasi, um, he owns a watch brand called Vitae London, um, and he just raised like one hundred and eighty thousand oh. pounds. And then my other friend, literally my best friend, um, a guy called Clay Hunnigan, he owns a company called Win Collective, um, and they did they just did a hundred k, hundred thousand pounds in forty eight hours in sales. Wow. Yeah, 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 so like it's, it's an online um, online group travel company. So I've got I'm surrounded by people like that that are just fucking killing it all the time. Wow. So you're just like, oh, I fucking hate you guys. Like yeah. Literally, it's just like you love them. Mm. So I put him put my friend Clay on my Instagram today. But mm. at the same time, you're like, man, I hate you because you're just like you're killing it, and it's so frustrating. So I think I'm in a place where a couple of days ago I had to just come and go. My journey is my journey. Mm.
0: Yeah. You know, I had That's this different. I had this uh, conversation today, even today, but a very recent mindset change. You know, I see all these people doing so well on social media, yeah. and you're like, you know. I want to be there. I want to yeah, be yeah, doing that. Yeah. But I had a mindset change and I was like, the clout's going to still be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two months later, two years, 20 yeah, years later. Yeah, yeah. There'll real. be different ways of clout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be different ways of making money. But if you can, like, for example, I can appreciate you today, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. 20 minutes later, I can appreciate fashion. Yeah, great. Mm. Right? Yeah. And the appreciation level may be different, but it's still appreciated. Yeah, for real. For so real. I had that mindset change. And I was like, hold on a sec. Why am I trying to rush it?
1: Yeah, yeah, for real. No, it's true. Your, your time yeah. will come. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And I think the thing the thing that I've just been focusing on now um after speaking to my boys, I just basically spoke to all my boys who were successful and mm-hmm. said, "Bro, a lot of time I'm jealous of you, man." Yeah. And I was just honest. It was like, like I sat down with my friend Will and I was like, "Bro, I get super jealous of you sometimes." I'm like, outcome? Um, he was like, "Bro, he was just like, bro, it's not that deep." Like, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. I've seen his journey, so I've seen times when he's like had to go get another job to try and make ends meet and all yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff because like we've both got mortgages to pay and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I've seen all of that. Um, and we just broke that down. He's like, "Dude, like I remember being like moments away from not being able to pay the bills and so on and so on." Um. So he was just like don't look at the this now like he's raised 180,000 yeah. pounds and blah blah. Like he said don't look at that as like the the accumulation of everything. He goes I'm still on the on the journey. Mm. So what I've had to learn for myself personally is that I'm on the journey. Mm. Um, and I have to just enjoy my journey because yeah, 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 yeah. for a while yeah. I was like because I'm in the startup space mm. um, you hear a lot of my friends like oh I've exited for this or I've raised 1.5 million and we're looking to exit for 100 million blah 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 so for a long time I was obsessing over when we were going to exit so I was obsessing over okay I want to exit for X amount of million Mm. Um, so I was living there and because I was living there I couldn't enjoy now And, and I had family members come to me and be like yo like you always seem like super just like anxious mm. about this stuff and I was like it's because I'm living in the future mm. so because I'm living there I'm like oh dude I can't enjoy this moment mm.
0: yeah. so
1: once I realised okay I want to get wherever I actually took the 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 um, the idea of exiting out of my mindset. I was like, okay, I'm, yeah. I don't, I didn't, now I'm just looking to just be in the marathon, run the business as long as I run the business, and if something happens, then it happens. Yes, but um, I just wanna enjoy running the business. And once I did that, my whole, it was just so much better. Like mm-hmm. I was able to just like, when I'm praying, I was able to just be like, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy this moment and yeah. enjoy it right now. Do you know
2: what yeah. I mean? Yeah. How important is it for young people to understand that their journey is the most important thing and, and to not look for Instagram? look on Instagram with like the friends and all of that sort of stuff yeah I think the funny thing is this is the key thing about Gen Z as well they
1: see straight through the bullshit so they're different to us as millennials Mm. so how do you Twenty-two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, actually, you probably should come into Gen Z. So the the thing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wait. Wait. So is, if you're twenty-three, are you so, millennial? Um. I think it's twenty-four. Is millennials. So Gen Z. Really? Gen Z is I born. Know Gen Z is born between nineteen ninety-five and two thousand and ten.
0: Come on, man. Get me into millennials. I'm not. <laughs> so, so wait. Wait. What were you born? Oh, uh, ninety-six.
1: Ninth, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're a millennial. So you and you were born in ninety-seven. Uh, Ninety-seven, yeah. So you're Gen Z, um, which is crazy, yeah. But it's the, but the funny thing <laughs> is, there's even generational gaps between in Gen Z. So you'll yeah. get the older Gen Z, which is probably you, mm. they will be on Instagram more yeah, so on. Yeah, so the yeah. younger Gen Z are more Snapchat, TikTok more and um, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think um, of TikTok? Um, I think it's an amazing platform. I think they're actual the because they are acquired Musically, and I think they're geniuses. So really? they're 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 mobilizing. They were doing it from Musically days. From so Musically, did it really well. They're mobilizing that age group so well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the engagement so high. in this You wild. know, I was
0: actually reading something about TikTok, and it's it's an unfortunate matter, especially for me and Asim, because um, they were through analytics they were finding the people behind how it became so popular. Yes, what was yeah. driving the traffic? Yeah, and no word of a lie. This article uh, mentioned that it was actually funny videos from Indian people in India. No, and I was no, just thinking, where, you know, I was like yeah, I was like, it's not <laughs> it's not called funny. They they they, they were being too like, <laughs> embarrassing yeah, videos yeah, from yeah, Indian people yeah, yeah. in India. And nobody. Like, they you know they, they there are YouTube reviews yeah. on people on TikTok saying, huh. Oh, this star on TikTok and I'm like, you could be a star on TikTok. <laughs> and you would see their stuff and they're like making some next crying videos and yeah, copying. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. yo, Dude. this is crazy. But it's crazy how a platform can do that. Yeah, for mm. real. It's
1: mad. And that's the thing I think back, back to back to what you were asking i think with with young people i think it's um with gen z they very much see through the bs then they're almost not so so with millennials we're Mm -hmm. very much like oh like she's got like her instagram's all perfectly pink and like oh my god his abs and oh my god that like their business and so on so on we're very much like like obsessed with that perfect image but with gen z they're very different so mm. they're very much like, oh, you know what? Like the bloggers and the vloggers, mm. have, like wear no makeup in their videos. Like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. just like, this is who I am. Yeah, Fuck it. like mm. just take take me as I am. Um, and I think because Gen Z can see through that, they don't necessarily look at everybody like you're an idol. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With millennials, I think we come from very much of a celebrity era, so we're like mm. everybody's whatever. But with Gen Z, they're very much like like Billy Eilish. Eilish, so she's a singer, uh-huh. um, she rose up through the ranks, yeah. and with her music. And she's like a she's like the perfect example of a Gen Z and she's just like her community, her Gen Z community behind her is just so strong. Awesome. And I think with Gen Z they're they're slightly different where they just they don't look at people like not myself, but people like whoever, and they don't idolize them. Mm-hmm. They look at them like they take everything that happens with a pinch of salt, yeah. Because uh-huh. they've seen burnout, they've seen burnout of influencers, yeah. Mm-hmm. They've seen burnout of entrepreneurs. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. seated the be
0: I, I want to also touch upon, and it's it's a conversational topic alongside what we're going to be discussing later on. But you mentioned something very very merely, which is the word success. Mm-hmm. And I want to understand what does success mean for millennials like us. And now that we've established that, what is success? for someone who's gen- in Gen Z? And the most important thing I want to address is actually, is success subconscious? Mm. Meaning that would you ever know if you're successful?
1: Good question. I think um, I think it's, it's an interesting. I think success a lot of times is based on um on on on. The culture you were raised in.
0: It's because would you ever get to a point of like, yes, now I'm successful. Yes, no, I,
1: I, I don't think you would.
0: Because you know, I, I've never f- actually felt that way. Even though there'll be people who come to me like, oh, wow, you done this, and I'm like, yeah, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because, but the thing is, you will, you will always look at other people and think they're successful, but you'll never truly look at yourself because th- yeah. Jeff Bezos definitely does not think he's successful. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Bezos Crazy. is like one of the, the, the richest people on the planet, and yeah. he definitely one hundred percent doesn't think he's successful. And I guarantee he spends most of his time comparing himself to the other five billionaires. They're up in that stratosphere, mm. and that's all they do. They just compare themselves to each other, and they're just yeah. like,
0: "What so does he do right, and what am I doing?" Yeah,
1: right? yeah. So, so that'll be a constant because it is a constant. That's why you do have to have like almost like an equilibrium. Within yourself, where you're just like, hey, you know what? Like, no matter what happens today, like mm. everything's let like, it come. Like, I'm yeah. successful right now. Do mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then whatever happens in life, you've always got this equilibrium. Mm. So you good things happen, you still got the equilibrium. Bad things happen, you still got the equilibrium. And I yeah. think that's the that's think, what's important. Yeah. I think
0: the micro success you can see, right? You mm. can like, you go work out and you go through your training and you mm. do it in record time. That's yeah. a success. Yeah. But in the macro picture, it's sort of like you know if you compare the same gym example when You sort of on a sort of weight transformation of trying to lose weight. You're when you reach your ideal goal, mm. you're not necessarily there, like saying, Oh, you know, what, I look great now, yeah, yeah, because you were looking slightly worse yeah. the day before, yeah. And so, when you get there, you're like, mm, You've completely, I think, I mean, personally, anytime someone said, Oh, you've done so and so thing, yeah, it's never hit me that, Oh, that's great, yeah, it's always just been subconsciously achieved, mm. yeah, and then you're just on to the next goal, yeah. Which ask which wants me to ask the next question is talking about success or even imagining success quite a condescending thing in reality because are you ever gonna consciously achieve it no
1: nah, i don't th- i don't think anybody and i don't think anybody anywhere i think a lot of time people are quite successful money' as also well, i don't think anyone anywhere anywhere ever thinks they're rich enough or successful enough yeah okay. so i think it's
2: what think do you think mentally, a, i think um Success is defined in many ways to different people Mm. and um, When you're reaching for success, you're obviously ambitious, which means that when you reach this certain um, Target or or the certain platform that you're trying to get into or something You're gonna try and be more ambitious and try and get further because at the end of the day You're never gonna be the best person that you want to be or there's gonna be better people out there Mm. So you're always gonna have to be running, running running running. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. for real. No, I agree. Mm. Okay. So
0: the theme of today's episode is talking about glass ceilings and how gender, race and age can possibly affect people who are in business or even in a career and why it's such a big factor. And we've got Jay to sort of give his opinion on it and uh, ask him to shed some light as well. So, Jay, tell us a bit about it because, you know, a lot of people discuss this with me a lot of the times. Anytime I've been on sort of a panel discussion... It seems as if even if it's not the topic, it becomes a topic that you know there's a glass ceiling based upon people whether they are male or female, they are a certain you know uh, class of people, race, it, it, it and age as well. Mm. Do you do you do you believe a actual glass ceiling exists? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt. Um, What's the reason? Why do you think? Why do you Cause think? Middle class
1: white people around the world. Actually, no. Let me get. The, sorry. Let me say. let just say that again. Middle-class white men, predominantly, run run the world. So, or even even upper-class white men, predominantly run the world. So it's they've created they've created, and that's probably I don't even I
0: don't even give a shit if that's controversial because a lot of people know it's true. Oh, hmm. you can I mean where where we are there to, you know, and I, and have I think that that, discussion,
1: and I think the. I think the interesting thing is that they know this. This is yeah, hence yeah, the reason yeah, yeah, yeah. why every organisation is trying to do diversity pushes but because they right. understand. Okay, we've created a, we've created something. But
0: there. what about the exceptions? Look at Sundar Pichai of Google. He is from an Indian background. Yes, and, and I think and Satya Nadella and of Microsoft as yeah, well. Yeah, one
1: hundred percent. And they're extremely talented people. Um, I listened to a podcast um, from from the CEO of Google as well, and I think um, they've had to graft. And I think in those positions there may be somebody there but then even in middle management there won't be there won't be somebody that, that especially especially coming from a, like a like a um I have to be careful because it's kind of like especially in black communities we yeah. don't see many people that like us mm. in the room um black women is even worse
0: yeah that's the one that's the biggest one that always hits me i was in a panel discussion um back in the winter and they did not have this theme of glass yeah. ceiling but someone in, in, in the crowd said yeah. you know us black women have a glass ceiling on our head Yeah. my personal thought is I think it's in the mind because I've seen mm. I've seen some black women do incredible things yes in the minority yeah mm. but hey, I th- yeah I I hear what you're
1: saying I think the I can't comment on anyone else's experience mm. I can only comment on my experiences as a, as a, as a black man mm. and I think um, I've seen it Personally, mm. where I've gone into rooms and people are, they expect me to be a white guy or mm. whatever it may be, and then they're taken aback by the fact that, and then they then they ask questions that I know they wouldn't ask a white guy, mm. Um like oh, so like for example, I was in an interview one time when I was first graduated university, and they asked me, oh, like so, did you actually go to this university or did you just park outside the university? <laughs> and that was a genuine question in oh. an interview from an interviewer, That's and I remember thinking to myself. Well, that's fucking racist. Mm, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 just the yeah. assumption that I didn't go there. I was like, actually, I graduated 2 one. You prick. But um, <laughs> but I think that's the. I can only comment on that experience, mm-hmm. and then I can only comment on the black female experience because of my my family, like yeah. my sisters and my mum or whatever. So I know their experience, yeah. um, and I I I do think there's a glass ceiling. That I, but this is. I was talking to a friend about this today. I don't know if it's always consciously that they put this in place, but. Tom mm. from X agency is going to go to his friends to find his next hire, and his friends are all gonna be white, and mm. they're all gonna be male. Yeah. So his next hire is probably gonna be white, and probably gonna be mm. a white male. Just not because of they're, they're doing this yeah. on purpose, but they're generally just thinking, well, I'm just gonna hire somebody from my friendship group. Yeah. My friendship group is predominantly white. Mm. I'm probably gonna end up hiring a white person. Yeah. How
2: do you think they're programming that sort of glass ceiling? into society in general anyway Um,
0: is it intentionally there
2: that's the question
0: yeah it has to be
1: this is the thing I think some places it will be intentionally there Mm. I think it's a really good question actually I think um, some places it will be intentionally there because they don't want to let um, it's like when you hear the panic in the US like in the United States when they voted Trump in there was mass panic between Republicans because they were just like the ethnics are taking over our country Mm. but when you look at America it's 77% white so problems. it's like, you're not, they're not taking yeah. over your country, you just, someone's telling you they're taking over the country. Mm. And I think a lot of the time it's perception, so a lot Aww. of these people be like, oh if we let these people into the room, then they're gonna, they're gonna gentrify, they're not gentrified, they're gonna like, bring too much ethnicity to the to, yeah. to the to whatever it may be. Um, so I think it, I think it is a bit of, a bit of both, I see.
0: So, I mean... What do you think? Is it glassy look I think I th- I've i always thought about thought about it in, in my mind look I think I know it exists mm. but I think it's half of it or more than half of it is it's in your mind mm. because I mean you're you're a living testimony to this that predominantly people on Forbes have always been white mm. but you are an exception but mm. if you look at certain things like for example NBA mm. and NFL
1: yeah
0: I mean this is not to be you know rude to white people here yeah. but I mean, yeah, Steve Nash was a great white player mm. and Karl and Korver was a great shooter but mm. predominantly LeBron James is black yeah. Michael Jordan's black yeah. right? That's because we're the same fucking athletes Yeah, Usain Bolt is a great athlete yeah. but yeah. if there's actually a genuine glass ceiling does it vary across industry? But that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. I think
1: a lot of the time, the and this is this is my argument with a lot of brands, so a lot of brands say, oh, we've been trying, so I get brands come to us okay. all the time, like, we're trying to find, so basically, we help a lot of brands find talent so they can build their products at their branding and their mm. marketing. So brands will come to us and say, okay, we need to find this talent. Mm. They go, but we're struggling to find talent that's basically not white. How yeah. do we do that? And I said, well, the best thing to do is actually to come to people of that ethnicity and ask them to help you find the talent. Yeah. Because they're gonna be looking out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of the time, it's the fact that the brands don't know where to start. Mm. So in, starting can be hard for them, so mm. they just don't bother. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of brands are looking to start doing it, but I think, I don't think it's, I, I, I definitely don't think it's a mindset thing because I know folks from my community that are fucking grafters. Yeah. And they will graft their asses off and still won't get an opportunity in the room because their hair is tied differently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Cuz yeah. like say for example if one of my sisters wore her hair out naturally, a white person would be like, "Whoa, that's different." Do you mm. know what I mean? Like mm. like I've had s- my, one of my sisters before be told that your um her hair wasn't um wasn't suitable for work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's just her natural hair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's just wearing her natural hair out mm. and they're like that's not suitable for work. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's that and that's a massive t- debate where it's it says, like,
0: "What is suitable and what's
1: not?" So but I so I think yeah, yeah. What do
0: you think, bro? <laughs>
2: I feel like I'm interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's our job. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it, a lot of it comes to play um, when we're growing up. Mm. The programming from, like, let's say, TV shows and stuff like that, they might um, have like a certain amount of general white, yeah. say, sheep, for example, and yeah. then they'll um, al- alienate the, the blue yeah. sheep or something, yeah. right? Um, That sort of stuff and I think it comes into play when uh, maybe in schools as well. Mm. Maybe we're not we weren't taught diversity as much Mm. Um, And how you can make friends with anyone and everyone Mm. and the whole power of networking Mm. and how it's good to know people from every single um, Age gender um, Nationality everything like that.
0: You know, I think maybe I was in a position to sort of oversee this but me growing up in a school, I, w- I was in a school which was based in a predominantly white area, mm. half. Mm. So, I'm not sure if you know the area of Wimbledon tennis. Yeah. yeah. I was right next to Wimbledon tennis. Mm. Predominantly white area, a lot of rich folks lived there. Mm. In fact, one road was complete of Chelsea footballers. Okay. Right? The school, half of it mm. was full of white kids with rich families. Yeah. The rest of it was a lot of Middle Eastern, black and Asian people. Yeah. Me going into that school, I was a bright kid. Mm. A lot of the white guys, they liked me, mm. but so did a lot of the blacks. Yeah. And I had that choice, that who do I stick with more? Yeah. But I got to see both sides. Yeah. But what was disappointing to me was that the whites didn't really mix with the blacks unless there was an obligatory thing. Yeah. So yeah. if there was a great white footballer who had to play with a good yeah. black footballer in football club. Yeah. And I, th- I think you're right in saying that schools didn't quite teach diversity back mm. in, you know, early 2000s. Mm. I thought that was a big thing. Mm. But, but what, you know what I was taught, not taught, but I was told recently where there is actually a glass ceiling was um, brown football players, like Asians.
1: I was literally thinking yeah, about this really? the other day on my own in the car, I was thinking, why is there no Asian brothers okay, in the premiership? So
0: you, you see, I thought, right, there was actually a glass ceiling that, you know, they discriminate. Yeah. But funny you should say this because a friend of mine, he works as um, part of procurement in Ful- uh, Fulham Football Club, mm. and he took me there as to see some of the trials, and I was looking at all these players, and I'm like, there are like seven brown people. Here. Yeah. They're all fucking trash. Yeah. You are yeah. like, there is no glass ceiling. You're just rubbish. <laughs> you're just terrible. you And, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe there are maybe a couple, two or three yeah. um, great brown pool players. I mean, Pakistan have a national team and their best ever result is a nil-nil draw. <laughs> right? I mean, like, like, that's something that we're just not great at. So, yeah. you can't just say there's a glass ceiling there. Yeah. There's a ceiling on your talent, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. and so I think it's, it's a controversial point. There are yeah. some industries which generally yeah, have yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But
1: yeah, I th- I think I think when it comes to I agree with sports, yeah, like black people, we are just better at certain sports because mm-hmm. it's just the way we're designed. We're athletes, but I think, um, but I, th- I think the same could be said with like with like cricket because like. Yeah. And like some of the Asian lads that I knew growing up, I'm like, "What? Well, like, why the fuck could you throw a ball like that? Doesn't make any sense." Yeah. Like they're like a whole nother, it's like They were born playing cricket, like it's bad. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to intellect, I think I don't think there is a, I don't think there's a ceiling of, of, mm-hmm. of the mind. Because I think a lot of the time, if a human being wants to learn something, the human mind is phenomenal. Oh and yeah, mm-hmm. learn it. And I, th- I think a lot of the time it's literally just, it's just a lack of opportunity, and that lack of opportunity is created created by ignorance. Yeah, I agree. So we, the people aren't provided opportunity because the people that, who can provide it are ignorant. Mm-hmm. And they don't think, let me increase, let me open my scope of the people that can apply for this role. Yeah. Well, let me open my scope for the people where, where I go look for talent mm. yeah. and that's the problem if you only look for talent in the same place you're only going to find the same people exactly. I get brands coming to us all the time saying we just can't find the right talent and I'm like where are you looking didn't they tell me and I go that's why you can't find the talent mm. do you know what I mean mm. or they yeah. come and ask oh, we want to just add a few extra black people to our to our hiring pool blah blah, blah. I'm like, if you're trying to do that you're not going to get the right people yeah.
0: do you yeah. know what I mean that's true that's true now, I, I, I think a, part, a lot of your, what you are saying I agree on yeah. um it's just, I believe.
1: No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's there, like it's a, I think yeah.
0: it's a mental state of mine as well. Yeah. Because look at IT. IT. Yeah. It's full of a lot of people from yeah. India coming yeah, in. it's true, man. Taking up, I mean, taking, uh, let's not be rude. They are taking up jobs.
1: Yeah, 100%. Right. Because they, they, they're, they're willing to put in the graph. Though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: you yeah. I, mean? um, I want to move on to some more casual questions. Yeah. Um, Something that... Like casual. <laughs> <laughs> something that's been, and you know, I've been seeing the side of your head while you've been talking to us and I'm like... He said he's from Jamaica as well. Yeah, for Do you real.
1: ever get confused with AJ Tracy? <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> never, never, man. Never. Because it's like
0: the same salted caramel skin color. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> I love that salted <laughs> caramel. Bro, you <laughs> have to it.
0: mention that it's salted. Bro, right?
1: salted caramel, that's nice, man. <laughs> you no, know I actually, I get confused for every other, like, nationality other than where I'm actually from. So people always come to me. I've had people speaking to me in every language. No. Like, <laughs> like, I get Turkish all the time. You get Turkish? I, yeah, I get, I get, when, I, when I used to work, I used to work for a security firm and I used to work a lot on Edwin, I used to get Arabic, like mm. everything, every, every language, it's the, yeah, I, it's the eyebrows, <laughs> and it's the beard, <laughs> it's it the so like, it thick eyebrows. So you must have beard.
0: been, mm. you must have picked up a bit
1: of an Arabic accent, no? Um, nah, I can say like, I can yeah, say brother, a few. Things, it? Yeah, brother, how you doing? Yeah, it's like Anabaki, Anabishwai. You want kebab? <laughs> <won't> <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I can say like, I don't speak much Arabic and that's about it. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Uh, you yeah. know, I, I, was, I was in Morocco recently and I was with one of my boys and, um I can't really remember the word, but, um, yeah. So, you're supposed to say, because when you go into the markets, you mm. don't want something, you don't want to be robbed.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So, he, so, he said, look, if you're walking through, your defense mechanism is to say, uh, La shukran. Yeah. No thanks. See, I didn't remember the La, right? So I was walking through the market, right, and there were people offering me stuff. The guy came up with, a pack of was that? And I was like Shukran he goes Yeah okay then Okay yeah. And I'm like I said shukran he goes Yeah <laughs> <He's understand laughs> Thank you Punched <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah. it from me Now <laughs> like, This is how much it costs And I'm like Bro like, I don't want
1: it Yeah for <laughs> real Switching straight back Into English Back up motherfucker
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't <laughs> want the Rolex <laughs> anyway. Bro th- you know They were um, This guy told us You know the guy Who did our Airbnb He was like um, You want to get like uh, Like some Bath or massage thing Oh, right? mom. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay yeah, 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 yeah. So a proper hamam, like, yeah, they bought you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in the market. In the market, yeah. that is corrupt. Like, oh, the, the guy would come up and, you know, this is so screwed up, right? The, you can edit this bit out if it gets too wrong, but this guy came up to me and he goes, you want hamam? It's very good. And I'm like, no, I'm good right now. Like, I'll probably get it from somewhere else. Yeah. But no, no, he's really good. I'm, he, was, he was so adamant, right? And then he goes, he's, he comes to my ear, he goes, whispers, he goes, hey, it's my sister. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? No, no, get lost. <laughs> like, that escalated so quickly. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to know anything about this anymore. <laughs> I'm out, man. Yeah. Take my money, <laughs> just leave me alone. Yeah, I was like, yo, this is just what are you guys doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just selling this. No, it's <laughs> sisters so, um, Look, we, we've we loved having you. I think yeah, there's I a lot, real. there's a lot of great stuff that you're doing. And in the space that you're in, I think it's, it's great space that you're in. Um, we wrap up every episode by... Shedding the light on you mm-hmm. and asking you, what advice do you give to eighteen-year-old, twenty-one-year-old Jay? Oh So wow. people that are people that are watching the predominantly of that age, what what advice would you give to to eighteen or twenty-one year, eighteen to twenty-one-year-old Jay? Mm. What was eighteen It was just at university, Jesus. Um. Were you in sort of a, uh, you know. In a bit of a loss at that time where you were like you didn't know what you were doing
1: i was probably in a better place then when i was a little bit younger i was a bit confused even but even when i was probably when i got to university i still had no idea what i was doing but i think what i would say is probably just um just hone your craft
0: okay
1: to anybody periods just hone your craft. find out what you're good at and then just perfect that like just put away everything else i think that's one thing that's good about university and things like that you go through, because in school you're doing loads of subjects. By the time you get to sixth form or college, you're doing a few less. Mm-hmm. And by the time you go to university, you should have actually found the thing you're actually mm-hmm. really good at. And I think that's what life should be. You should be like, okay, I'm doing a shit ton of stuff, then I'm doing a shit, shit ton less, and now I'm actually finding what I'm good at. And then you find that thing and you and you perfect it. And I think that's what I, I managed to find that okay, I'm, I I enjoy talking to people. I'm good at sales. And um I'm good at public speaking, so I just focused on those things, and everything else I just wrote off
0: and and that everything fell in place when yeah, when it started
1: working, yeah, because it was kind of like once I then found out what I was passionate about, mm-hmm. so it was just providing opportunity to both brands and young people, once I found that, yeah, then that was cool, um, but I was only able to to take take uh, take hold of the opportunity, yeah. Because I'd been perfecting my craft over that period of time. I'm still still perfecting it now. Mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near like friggin I'm learning all the time. But yeah. um but I think that would be my thing, just constantly just continuously perfecting your craft.
0: So when we uh when we got to season six? Yeah. We can have you back yeah bro you can have and, you then, back. and then things will definitely change and i'll probably still be saying perfection craft <laughs> <laughs> like, st- still figuring st- it out <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like yeah we're not gonna have you this guy like, he, he can't find it <laughs> but no we've obviously we loved having you like we right. we've we've kicked off season two and okay. you know we were we were fi- trying to find people because the ones before mm. I mean, crit- critique season one but There's a lot wrong with season one in terms of us finding our feet. We were trying to find our Mm. Yeah, But breath for fresh air, I would say. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank you for having me, guys. Pleasure.
2: boys. Cool. Thank you for watching this episode, guys. Um, Please make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. Peace.